All right, Phil, so let's continue on. You ready for your next question? Um, Betty White, let me remind you again of the rules. If it's a white person, you say Betty White, thing is black, give him more dollars, more funny. And if it's other, we say other, all right? I'm going to try to throw you off with this one because I feel like might have been some of the stuff might have been too easy for you to figure out. Um, all right. Uh, a California man is behind bars after police say he stole several hundred dollars worth of camera equipment from a commercial business before trying to resell it <laughs> to the store's owner on Woo! the street. Trying to resell it. I know who that is. Hold on. <laughs> police say they received a call around 10 a.m., about a burglary at a local business, the owner told authorities he'd been walking near his local shop when a man approached him and offered to sell him camera equipment. Owner recognized his own equipment as belonged to him and went back to his business where he verified a breaking occurred. When he came back, he attempted to detain the suspect after calling police. All right. Um, let me see if there's any other. Ver- okay. That's all the important details of this. <laughs> so those are your clues. Stole the equipment and tried to sell it back. Mm-hmm. Woo, that got to be us. Tried to sell it on the streets. Like, did so he even go cool. down the block? He was right in front of the, the same, same business. Mm-hmm. Man, that got to be us. That's that's, that's definitely that's definitely Nichols. Uh, you're wrong. His name was Johnny Robles, and he was a Spanish man. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. All right? So Spanish he must, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Chains. Hispanics. He trying to make a quick turnaround. I would have I at least gone five blocks up. See, more than race. Right. That's drugs. Oh, yeah, no, it's gotta be. That's gotta that be. mean you was fiending and you was scratching and itching for it. Or you had to say, you know what? Right in front of the same business. I got to unload this quick. I got to get That's us off this. This guy right here. Okay, okay, okay. We got a good one here. We got a good one here. Uh, got a good one for you here, Mr. Hunt. And then we'll get into some advice questions because I know you've been itching, chomping at the bit. To give people more advice. I think people really do like our advice, bro. I think mm-hmm. it's really changing America. We're really helping. We've got a nice <laughs> steady stream of listeners. Um, by the way, y'all can go ahead and go on our Anchor FM page if you want to make a donation to keep the lights on in here. Right now, we're going by sunlight, so we got to try to record this before the sun sets because then it's a little harder to try to record uh, these things. So make your little donation. Every little bit helps. We're reducing our carbon footprint. You feel me? Yeah. I'm That's a- what you tell people when you're power off. You know what we need? <laughs> I'm reducing my carbon footprint. You know what we need, Phil? We need one of those World Vision commercials with like a, a picture of you as a child. I think you, we can really get people to start donating. Help oh, this child out. Nichols got carbon DR footprints. You be like, God damn, I ain't never seen one of them. <laughs> All right, this one's a good one. Uh, alleged witch doctors associate accused in bizarre sexual exorcism murder plot. The associate of a supposed Texas witch doctor will stand trial next week in the killing of a father who planned to confront the shaman over a proposed exorcism of his teenage son that allegedly involved lurid sex acts. The youth first allegedly came into contact with the man at a high school athletic event, and over the course of their relationship, the teenager claimed he had, the, the man had gifted him approximately 1600 in jewelry, clothing, and food. 1600 in June. Yeah, the teen who's now 19 said he was told that he was possessed by a demon known as the Black Reaper. Uh, 
Or if, if it was spelled, he'd just say the Reaper. Just say the Reaper. Why you got to be black? When you say Marcus the Reaper, everybody know who Mar- what color Marcus the Reaper is. We ain't got to say Black Reaper. Black Reaper. Okay. Which can only be exercised. Exercised? Mm-hmm. Exercised. Ex- yeah, like not, not exercise, not jumping, but exercise. like it is an exorcist, but plural. We're going to get rid of that demon by doing cardio. And two, three, four, five. That's what Billy Cracks <laughs> this time. Oh, you're trying to punch okay. me um, Yeah, which can only be exercised through erotic massages and oral sex with another man. The unsettled. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? What is going on? You, you, you want the demon out? Drop your pants. I got you. Yeah, that's wow. Let me get an inch. Pause. <laughs> That's super wild. The unsettling the rituals was supposed to be performed by an unknown man who would suck out the Black Reaper. The use of the reports, the team was convinced that he was cursed and that the possession was to blame for a recent family death. And the shaman told the teenager the bizarre rites also involved praying and rubbing olive oil in his genitals. Jesus Christ. Look, man. If he didn't proceed with the sessions, the witch doctor allegedly told him something bad would happen to his family. <laughs> I feel like that's all we need in this. Uh, yeah, I think we done read enough. Well, I know that he paid the man in jewelry, so I know that was Knuckles. You think it was? It had to be Knuckles. What? what witch doctor? What fucking year is this? What is it? Ooh, we, walla walla, bing, bang, ting, tong, that shit. A witch doctor? I'm going to suck the spirit. I ain't seen a witch doctor since. You remember uh, on wrestling, is it Papa Shango? Papa Shango, yeah, yeah. And then he became the godfather and was doing the whole train yeah, and all that. The whole train. Yeah. Wow. That, that's the last witch doctor I seen was Vince McMahon had something to do with it. So, Well, this witch doctor is Latino, my friend. You are hey, Hispanic. Again. Y'all getting wild out Imagine here. Imagine that. How are you going to get the spirit out? You're going to have to let me suck on your penis. That's the only way. That's See, only way that, that's role playing. Well, that ain't no fucking. You knew damn well that man wasn't no witch doctor. Y'all was up there role playing. <laughs> you think he was like. If something bad going to happen to your family. Pull your dick out. I'll take so, it. All right. Like I said, that sounds like some sort of broke back fantasy. I don't know. I feel bad. We gotta get one Betty White because I know you're itching to say Betty White. I, know. I mean, you know, you you was trying to throw me off here. I was. I was really been to throw you been off. throwing the Hispanic community under the bus yeah. here with their actions, playing out here role playing, talking about somebody a witch doctor. Yeah, yeah, sucking the sucking the Man, out. listen, <laughs> that's right. crazy. I'm gonna try to throw you off again. I'm not gonna give you an easy one. Bloody Man said he kills the Terminator after allegedly beating homeless man to death. All right. Said he killed the Terminator. Killed the Terminator. Uh, Who killed him? The guy he beat or he beat bloody him? Bloody Man. He's Bloody Man. Oh, that was when the cop showed him. He said, man, I, why, why am I bloody? You don't know who I am? I, I killed the Terminator. <laughs> I saved us all from Skynet. It was me. <laughs> what did they say? I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back with I, I killed this <laughs> So this bloody man was This is might give it away but This bloody man was allegedly high on meth When he brutally beat yeah. another man to death In a Salt Lake City apartment You know meth is uh, Yeah you done said two things Meth and Salt Lake City <laughs> Betty White bro <laughs> And Phil's going with his final answer Guess what Phil you are Yep correct oh, That yeah. is what meth he, does to you He looked like the type that's what meth does to you. Jesus. Man, man shit, I killed the Terminator. He looked he look like he's looking for some meth nuts. Look how he's scratching up his yeah, face. Yeah, man, meth is white people's crack. So. 
Yeah, no, they, you know what? They didn't come down as hard on meth as they did as crack. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't smoking no uh, bleach. Ugh. That shit is bleach. That yeah, turns you into a squirrel. <laughs> All right, Phil, you ready for some advice? Some advice time? All right, yeah, let's do some advice. I tried to go and get some, like, much like deeper question, not deeper, but just you know, a lot goofier than guys peeing in the in the car or Asian penises. Those were interesting, actually, but you know, especially that one with the uh, pee in the car. Just like what, who, whose idea was this, and what do you, what was to be gained here? That's what you ask yourself at times. What was to be gained from that? <laughs> what was the goal? Did you just want to leave everybody confused and pissed off? I think so. Sometimes I do. I think, oh, they just wanted to make people mad. That was the whole goal of that. I'm still thinking about that lady who read her, her husband's email. And she was mad because they were like... That was she get for looking at his emails. Yeah, I think he... I still... I, you know what? I really think he was kidding. I hope she well, didn't... I, that day, girls, I do not go through their phone. That, that is yeah. your business, ma'am. But you're going to find something you don't want to see. Yeah, and you don't know the context of. You know, her homegirl could send her a dick pic and say, Girl, look at this. You think it's big? You know what I mean? And that, and then that's like a legit way that women bond or whatever. You feel me? The same way you could send me a picture, you know, Instagram model. She got a nice ass, don't she? But say, uh, you know, girl or whoever see the picture, now she's trying to connect it. Okay, he just went to California. Oh, this her, her profile says she was in Calabasas. And it's like, now you're putting together things that, you know, you playing detective. And you don't need to do all that. It was like, nah, it was just I can remember in college, Instagram model. I, I was messing with this girl, and I actually did that. I went through her phone, and she actually had some, yeah. she had some, uh, you know, underwear pictures in her phone, like posing. Okay. And this is like before Instagram, and I thought it was great at first. I'm like, cool, she's got like these nudes, and then I was like, why does she have these nudes in the phone? And, and there you go. She never nudes? sent them to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why are these here? Who, See, yeah. who is it for? Where is she posting them? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just odd. Like, why would you have this in your phone? Yeah. And you've got a bunch of different series of sets. Like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> ah, the Victoria, there ain't no more secrets. It's, it's out, baby. Oh, God. Wait, out look. in the streets. She ain't showing that cat off. Kevin's taking a while. Or Avery is taking a while here. No, I'm trying to find a good one because some of these we read already. Did you do one about the, the father who only wants to take two of his kids to Disney World? No, read that. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, so in August, I'm taking my kids and my wife to Disney World. My kids are super excited. We just told them last week. My eight-year-old has been running around telling everyone how we are going to Disney. On Sunday, I had to go to a lunch. So I left my um, Jack, I guess his, his son, with my kids and wife for a couple of hours. While I was gone, one of our eight-year-olds told Jack about the vacation, and somehow they're both under the impression that Jack is coming with us. I have no clue how to break to Jack that he isn't coming with us. <laughs> I feel awful. We should have been clearer with our kids about talking about the vacation. This is such a fucking mess. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so Jack is not his son. No, Jack is his son. He's, I guess, his son from a, another marriage. Uh oh. And so the kids were like, yeah, dude, we're going to Disneyland. Is, oh, we are. We are. Is he older yeah, than these must, kids, I guess, must, maybe? Yeah, he must be old. Must be older. He must be older. Than older. Eight. older than eight. See, yeah, because I get like the separation almost on like. If I was 13 and my mom goes, yeah, I'm going to take your little sisters to Disney World, 
I'd be like, I. So I'm at the crib by myself because that is a Disney world when you're older. Now, I'm going to order some pizza. I'm going to have a few friends over. If you get a little bit older, hey, I might even slide a girl through this window. You feel me? But, you know, I'm watching Cinemax. I'm watching, doing all that. So, yeah. I, I would have to know how old this kid is or what his reason. Because it is rude. If he's within the same age range, it is rude. All right. I give him up to age, let's say, 11, 10 or 11. After 11 years old, 11, you should be able to take bad news. Well, it ain't even bad news at a point because, like I said, there's like being a child and then there's being a teenager. There's being a baby, there's being a child, and then there's being a teenager, meaning obviously a baby, you know, zero to what, about three or four years old to where they're not going to remember this shit anyway. There's just a picture of them with a big-ass mouse, and they're going... I don't even remember that shit. Right. They spent it crying. And then there's a child that would obviously, you know, you've seen the Disney movies, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, whatever the fuck they're making this year. And (laughs) you're very into it. It's all you can think about. You know, it's like going to McDonald's or something. And then there's a teenager that I would think if you're on the cusp even of being a teenager, about 12 ish. You know, you sneaking and smoking cigarettes, drinking a little of your parents' liquor or wine. That's a whole nother Disney world ain't for you type shit. So let's say he's 11. I left this part out. It also says um, the the man, he didn't want that son, the older son, to call him dad. And he preferred to think of himself as a fun uncle. So he's a stepfather. No, it's a son from a previous marriage. He didn't want him to call him dad. He wanted to think of him as a fun. This guy sounds fucked up. That is, I think he. I don't. I mean, now if I didn't read that part, I would have said he probably could have told him, "No, you can't come." But the fact that he's telling this kid, "Don't call me dad, call me fun uncle." What? No, you're bringing his. You're bringing his ass to Disneyland because you're dead. Said it to a kid. Next thing you know, he'd be telling him he's a what was this shit? A, what did we just talk about? A, oh, the shaman. A shaman and a, <laughs> what is it? A warlock, not a warlock. What is it called? Uh, yeah, a witch a doctor. doctor. Let me rub some of this olive oil on your. Room. So yeah, that just seems, and I mean, you know what this brings to mind for me is, and I mean, shit gets tricky when you have kids from different marriages, because then it you ma- makes you wonder almost even of like, you know. Is this guy paying or is this woman of the new kids paying the mother? Mm-hmm. And maybe he's looking at it like, well, shit, your mama ain't giving me no money to really be taking you. But that's not something I can really explain no, to a child. A kid, you keep that between the adults. And even that would be my motivation if I was his father for taking him. Because I wouldn't want to deal with the wrath of his mother being like, you left your firstborn. You know how women do. They going to sell it. Your firstborn son sitting here at the fucking house all week. And your ass in Disney World. I seen the pictures on fucking Instagram. I went on there and flagged them. I reported them. That's right. I got your fucking account shut down because you being a bad daddy. And she going to say it right in the comments. Where the fuck your other son at? He's sitting here looking at the walls. He's looking at the window. Dog. Um, you know what? The maybe, wrath of a woman. Maybe the, the, the father and the mother didn't get along. He's Maybe he's taking it out mm. on the kid. 
I I don't want to say he's taking it down on him, but I'm definitely saying he ain't considering the wrath of the mother. And 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 what I see here is if that kid is old enough to communicate, Mm -hmm. he gonna tell his mother. Yeah. And it ain't gonna be what you want. He's taking his other two kids this and that and that. Yeah. And he's gonna take me to Coney Island later. And then, yeah, you know, like I said, the mom of these new kids may be the one spending the money. And maybe that's why. Maybe she on some mommy dearest type shit where she ain't paying. The vibes I'm getting for, for him. And probably, yeah. So, because we like to put that on the men a lot. Now, I'll say this a personal story, but long story short. I still remember my little cousins. They are different fathers. One night, the father of, you know, one of the kids brought his son White Castles and told him before he went in the house. I noticed two other boys in there. They have fathers. Don't share your food with them motherfuckers. Now, you know, a kid, you can't tell a seven year old that. Cause he's got no filter. He's he doesn't know how to communicate. He's gonna tell them other kids exactly what his father told. Him. You know, he comes in with the hamburgers. You know, White Castle. Them shit smell good. Like you can't you can't imitate that smell. So sure enough, the kids come over or whatever. His other brothers come over. Yo, can I get a piece? Da da da. Let me let me get a fry. At some point, the kid kind of puts his foot down because they. You know, killing them French fries. Hey, my daddy said to tell y'all, y'all can't have none of my food because y'all niggas got daddies too. Call y'all daddies and get some food. <laughs> but these are the these are the issues we have when we when we when we have blended families I and feel, I honestly feel like that relationship is like when guys do things like that sometimes it's to get back at it the mother not necessarily well I feel like, like we all we would always flip that to where that's the woman being petty and trying to get back at the father that doesn't seem very much like a man's move and that's why I'm looking at but hold on but that's why I'm looking at him sideways because I'm going well what's your motivation for a thing like that you may even be right although like I said he lives with him I think that was he came to visit oh so he came I guess it was visitation and you know kids talk yeah talking to the eight-year-olds like oh guess what what we're going to do oh yeah gotcha yeah yeah oh yeah you're you're a son too yeah and like I said that has to get tricky now because you know, we got social media, so you can't really even lie about what goes on in your house. Your son then posted, you know, that, oh, we at Disney World, I'm sure, even if baby's mama is blocked, I'm sure the son can see, like, oh, they're at Disney World, the fuck? Yeah, and I just been at home all week, which I remember, like, growing up, my mother, you know, if she came to get you out of class for, like, a dinner, dentist visit... The rule was like, don't tell your. I got four brothers and sisters. Like, don't tell them what you got or what we did because all they're gonna do is, you know, I want some. I want some. Oh, I didn't get McDonald's or I didn't get. You know, they might pull up at Red Lobster. You in the mix now? Yeah, you getting the Cheddar Bay biscuits now? Don't rub it in. Basically, you know, brush your teeth. Don't let them smell it on your breath. And her her thing was kind of like it's fair because. 
I'm going to pick them up for a dentist visit, too. So I'll take them to get ice cream or, you know, we'll go grab a burger from somewhere. Whatever, whatever. You, you think it would be worse if his father said, all right, I'm not going to take you to Disneyland. I'm going to take you to Riot Playland as a substitute. Like one of, one of the third Nah, you can't be pulling no baby's kids. I'm gonna take you down the fun world. It's half off. You can't be pulling none of that shit, man. We don't have Mickey Mouse. We have the back. You want to see Mickey Mouse? Ain't no damn bat friendly for no kids. Bats bite people. We won't see the mouse. Which is funny because even like, I don't know. You know, adults dream this shit up because. You hear kids say, oh, or people say, when I was a kid, I was afraid of Mickey Mouse or even Chuck E. Cheese. That it's like, why did we decide that household rodents that you might see in your house and be trying to catch are appropriate for children? It's sort of a weird kind of thing because Tom and Jerry, I think if you asked a child, they would design something totally different because they're like I said, a lot of kids see a big ass mouse, which let's be clear, once a mouse gets about bigger than a certain point you see it as a rat yeah, so when they see Chuck E. Cheese it's like my motherfucker ain't friendly got his hat all turned backwards I see him in the kitchen my mama was trying to hit him with a broom like that mouse that rat hasn't blinked once he's been <laughs> it's, de- <laughs> it's, it's definitely a thing that like adults design for children but when you talk to children it's like Almost in a way of how they design shit for black people. And you go, I know black people had nothing to fucking do with this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so real quick, because I know Phil's tangents again. Okay. The, um, what is this show called on Netflix? I want to say it's called Them. That's on Amazon Prime. Okay, not Them then. Anyway, there's a show on Netflix. Joey Badass is in it. He's the main character. Okay, that is called something about had to miss you. Let me look it up. Well, it's about cops and black people yeah, anyway. Yeah. One of the the cop words. kills the cop kills the black kid. The pool of blood is shaped like Africa. Really? And it's one of them things that is just like okay. I know I I don't want to say there were no black people in the room. I, I I can pretty much bet this writer was white. A Two Distant Strangers. That's the name of it, folks. And you can look up the scene where the kid gets killed or whatever. I haven't watched it because it's like Groundhog Day. I, I, I'm over the trauma porn of like, look, Derek Chauvin just got convicted. We just are trying to move past George Floyd. Trayvon Free wrote it. And you got, oh, Trayvon Free. Yeah, I like him as a writer, but that pool of blood in Africa is just like, like I said, it's like. Oh, we'll just slap a backwards hat on a giant rat, and and <laughs> this place is for children. <laughs> There's pizza and beer. You know, there was another scene in the movie that that similar to that same thing. Yeah. Remember the Avengers when, like, the, the Infinity War, the last part, mm-hmm. they're like fighting, and then like, who who's going to help them? And they're like, we will. And it was like all the women were like lined up at the same time. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Where it becomes a little cheesy, uh, like yeah. you know, the head, I get it. Yes, I mean you don't uh, have to. They made it a point to like so Joey badass blood come out of shape after like, Yeah, it just becomes right. a level of like 
He's not African. What is Joey Bad like? Jamaican? Something like that. Trini, he's from that area of Brooklyn, Flatbush, and whatnot. I know that much. And a dope rapper. I love him. I, I like that he's coming into being an actor. What was he in? Wu Tang. Yeah, he's the Wu Tang. The Wu Tang series. He's been a few things that I'm like, okay, he's his brother decent. The new generation of, right. you know, rapper actors, you know. Anyway. When you see the pull of blood in Africa, you, it just makes you cringe a little like, ah, and then even, like I said, a little bit of with the trauma porn are like, yo, we, we, we just getting past George Floyd and this guy's going to jail. And then you had all these police shootings within that same week. So then to turn on entertainment and see that and then to see, like I said, a pull of blood in the shape of Africa is just like. Nah, bruh. <laughs> Just no. I, I, check it out. It won an Oscar. It's only half an hour of your time. I'd say it's all right. Did you watch it? I haven't yet so much to do it. Okay. Um, you know what I noticed, though, with all the stuff that's going on, like Black Lives Matter stuff, you notice there haven't been any gangster movies? Remember how they used to, every year, like with Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. uh, Menace to Society, they don't make movies like that anymore now, man. Because we're tired of seeing black people. Well, like, that's not that light. That's not the crack era, you know. Yeah, no, it was the 90s. This was it was the 90s, the crack era, and yeah, you know, the wars were overall, yeah. and you know, the CIA snowfall. Yeah, remember New Jersey Drive? It's telling had? the story. I remember all those yeah, movies. Don't make those movies like that anymore. My father used to watch those movies, and my mother, of course, you know. I ain't going to say she grew up in the suburbs, but she grew up in a nicer part than my father did. And she would always joke with him, what you you miss the projects? You're here watching this shit again? Because he would watch like the deep cut. So there's Juice, there's Boys in the Hood, which is like mainstream. There's stars in them. Spike Lee's. And then there's Straight Out of Brooklyn that it's like, you don't even remember Straight Out of Brooklyn, but it was crazy. So hit your Googles and find Straight Out of Brooklyn. There was more of them. I mean, deep cuts, you know, the mainstream menace to society and whatnot. somebody from the hood watching those movies is not a movie. It's like watching a documentary, you know? Well, that was kind of the narrative of the 90s. You know, at the end of all of those, they would put the black and white serious, <laughs> which I like that the Waynes brothers mocked it in, in uh, Don't Be a Menace while drinking your juice. They mocked it in black and white. They put on the screen like, one out of every four black men will become an actor, and of those four, three of the four will be Wayne. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, seriously, what they had mocked was, you know, at the end of all of those, it, it would kind of say one out of every four black males will be incarcerated. Some will die while incarcerated. Some will be incarcerated after death. And as a black man, you sitting there like, damn. <laughs> I don't have a chance. That's what I got to look forward to. You remember how they used to do like the freeze frames and tell you what the person was doing after? Like, yeah. Doughboy was killed three weeks later. <laughs> just another statistic. I was like, ah. Yeah. Hear the storyline yeah. in, man. You still got one brother left, though. <laughs> which is crazy. And people talk about typecasting a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuba Gooden, which we got to thank John Singleton for, R.I.P. He gives you two of the major black actors, or three, fucking in that movie. So, and hell, you could even argue four. You know, obviously the stars being Trey uh, Cuba Good in that hasn't played that role since. And you could kind of argue that 
he was himself even in that or who he became in yeah. these movies because he was the square one. Who, who was Ricky? Who played Ricky? Was Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut. Yeah. So, yeah, Ice Cube, obviously, and directing his own movies. That's one of my favorite artists, period. I, Rapper, actor, producer. He was a star, boys. I really do think. Well, like I said, but you got to give them their credit, too. Oh, yeah, Morris yeah, Chestnut's yeah, no yeah. slouch. No. Neither is Trey. And then even Nia Long being the... Yeah, boy. And hell, Angela Bass is in it for a minute. She's the mother of the of uh, Trey. Angela Bass? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was Angela. Yeah. That was her. Lawrence Fishburne. I think it was her or Vanessa Bell Calloway. That, that movie's ahead of its time. It was. John Singleton breaking yeah. down, or not John Singleton, Lawrence Fishburne's character breaking down gentrification to them when they're looking at the yeah, billboard. That was the thing. Nobody was talking about gentrification in the eighties, but mm-hmm. I knew when something was coming. When I was a kid, I used to grow up, and I grew up on a on a street with a junkyard on it, and then yeah. they had a, a mural of all these black leaders, and then and that was the thing. And I mean, play, we used to play that all the time, and then they just came and built. But you could tell the difference, you know, between. When it was made by somebody from the community, there's these sort of redeeming qualities in boys in the hood. Lawrence Fishburne being a good father, but he's just in a kind of a low income area. You know, the mother not being the mother being, you know, basically a single mom sends him off. You need to live with your father. You think you think you grown? But no, she wasn't. Uh, she was, you know, independent black woman. She had her shit going. You, when the baby was at the, the house or whatever, you know, you, you seen the house and she at a point told him, I can't teach you to be, be a man. You're going to live with your father. There's these redeeming qualities when it comes from us and when we make it. But then you had, like I said, these other ones straight out of Brooklyn and, and different ones that it's like when you get to the end, you go what the hell was the point of that? They just sold crack what to their own I, mom and then murdered her. <laughs> and then, you know, Spike Lee always kind of avoided those kinds of things. And then, obviously you said clockers, but there's even redeeming qualities in that. He's there asking was. that question. And it isn't so violent and it isn't so crazy where, like I said, they're selling crack to their own mother. Whereas some of these movies, when they're not made by us, it's just like, this is very obvious. What it, There's this classic, I want to say this before you get that out. There's this classic um, Above the Rim I remember that. interview where Marlon, is, Marlon Wayans is sitting right next to Tupac and they laugh about his name. They go, ah, what are they calling? What are the Negroes calling each other in the hood these days? Oh, I know. Boogaloo. Because that's the character's name that it's just like, no one's called Boogaloo. The fuck? Yeah. And, 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 you know. What was Bernie Mac's character in that movie? What they call him? Birdie. It was, it was Birdie. But I'm saying that to say, like, you know, we just sat here and talked about earlier the nicknames in the hood. You short? Oh, that's shorty. Or, you know, you might even flip it. Oh, that's uh, the giant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Biggie. And it's like, no, it's small. Why are you calling him? And then it, it might flip it. You you light, you might get called dark because yeah. it's a joke. Yeah. Or, But mostly, the nickname is what you look like. Right. Biggie, because your ass big. Shorty, because your ass short. Whatever. When I was young, they used to call me Mac tonight because I had a big head. See, see, McDonald's and then stuck. Hilarious. Back tonight, like every time I walk on the court, that's wild. But see, I'm saying that to say, 
who the fuck is Boogaloo? Like, I've never heard a black person. That's so at a point, story. you just go like in Tupac and Marlon even are like, this is ridiculous. Even though we're here to promote this film. <laughs> Can't ignore how ridiculous these names are. Great movie, terrible nickname. Above the rim is kind of good. I liked it. I liked, and then you know. To your point. It, to your point about dudes playing in jeans, the dude that's the actor on there, I've always found it funny. He just goes by Leon. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he changed it to his full name now, but he was also in the five part piece. Yes, Eddie Kane, and then uh, yeah, he's out there. Tommy Shepard playing in some uh, corduroys. And wins like tournament MVP off the streets <laughs> in some fucking corduroys, and it's just like, come on, man. Ah. <laughs> Above the rim in corduroys, and kind of just walks onto the court. Yeah. You like yeah. a player gets hurt, and then it's like you hey, know, man, let's go. You got this. You in the game? <laughs> that stretch or nothing just comes out there killing in corduroys. Buckets. And it's just like, hey, come on, man. Dropping buckets like your boy Russell Westbrook, man. What do you have? 14, 21, and The boy been balling. I prefer not to say the stats because they've all been against my team, the Pacers, my home team, and it hurts a y- little. Y'all got a couple trades you need to make. As you know, my buddy is from D.C. No, we got a shitty coach, but we'll talk about that off. I don't, I'm just trying to trigger you right now. We got a shitty coach. Uh, so, so we got another question here. Uh, this is a good one. Um, my girlfriend and I are having a disagreement. Uh, I posed to her the following hypothetical situation. Would you rescue from fire and certain destruction the last surviving copy on earth of the complete works of Shakespeare or a single puppy? My girlfriend says that she would rescue the puppy because the puppy is a fellow living being. (laughs) She is highly educated and claims to have great respect for Shakespeare, but I think my girlfriend's choice is the wrong one. I would rescue Shakespeare, not just because of the Aesthetic enjoyment. They must go to Harvard or something. Yeah. So it's aesthetic in the letter. But uh, the aesthetic enjoyment we get from his work, but also because of all the moral insight it provides us, including possibly the insight that enables the concept of animal rights in the first place. This is a lot. It is a lot. I just think he should just ask the question instead of trying to show off his intelligence. Okay, is there more? or? Yeah, we argued a lot about this. I cannot take our answer seriously, but I find it rather disturbing. Um, she never rejected the question. Uh, out of hand or said that the two things aren't comparable. She says that preserving a living conscious thing is more valuable than preserving Shakespeare. I'm not going to read the rest of this. Basically, he's mad because she saved the dog and not Shakespeare. So, Phil, I'll pose you the same question. Okay? You got to say, you got a choice. It's a fire. You only got time to save one thing. But I'm not going to say Shakespeare. You've got a lifetime supply of uh, big booty bitches, uh, big booty black women that, that is in mint condition or the last copy of, uh, you know, Def Comedy Jam with Dave Chappelle on it. Which one are you going for? Or your girlfriend in the back. Which one are you going for? <laughs> you got to choose. Um, all, all the hits from so about Pat, these, Pat Williams and all about Epps, well, Comedy, Epps, I already know the comedy is on, it's on YouTube. But, but it's Mike Epps. But Wet Big Booties is not on YouTube. Not Volume 1 through 8 in uh, mint condition. Now, is Beauty Dior there? Because be. I feel like she definitely qualifies well, to be on all of those. Most likely, her and Pinky are on them joints. House so burning down. Whew. Where do you go? But uh, you got to go with the human life every time. Now let's so on. let me let me be clear here because as you're reading this, first off, Betty White, because exactly. no man in his right mind 
loves Shakespeare this much. I bet if I even Googled it, Shakespeare is some type of fancy racist. <laughs> well, they- where art thou, Negroes? No, you know what? I don't know where art thou, but I will not be there if Negroes are there. <laughs> I just want to remind y'all, Phil and I are just keeping yeah. experts here. We don't, we just give you things you don't necessarily know what we're talking about. So I'm about to say something I'm not sure about. I think there was something with, about Shakespeare being racist. Actually, there was something like book he wrote, and it was they, the black guy was called the Moor, and he was like kind of lazy. Yeah, he wasn't trustworthy. Well, they didn't even have racism. Well, they did have racism, but they also had classism because you know serfs, yeah, 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 yeah. turfs, the whole nine. Oh, you know, you only have five hundred. What the fuck are you doing saying at this table? So they had the uh, <laughs> caste system, I guess is what they call that. But anyway. What was I looking for? Well, one is Betty White, but two is... I agree. And I mean, I hate to do this, but everything just comes back to comedy. The Patrice O'Neill joke that he does on Def Comedy Jam about women of... You know, men can just have fun with hypothetical questions. And then he goes, you know, would you fuck a bitch with no nose? And the dude kind of yeah, thinks about it. Yeah. The dude thinks about it. Hmm, uh, you mean like no nostrils or no... You mean no... <laughs> No tip of the nose. He goes, hold on, hold on. Is is the woman bad? Oh, she bad? Yeah, man. I... And then he asked his girlfriend, and then the girlfriend goes, no, no. How would she even breathe? And just ruins it. <laughs> Women don't do hypothetical questions. So, yeah, what is he? It, was he high? Maybe he was high, because it's just like, why would you? Why the fuck do you care so much about Shakespeare, A? And be like, you know, black people, like, animals are animals to us, but a dog is sacred to white people. So, and then once you get to talking to a woman about life and human life, or not even human life, but just life, they give life women. So, they're a lot more sensitive to it. I mean, I feel like if the dog's a puppy, I can completely understand but there's no grown dog that's not going to run for its life. Well, I'm not going to make it about age, but you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> but I hear you. Oh, you feel dog, like the puppy be stupid, yeah, like, like running a circle, whereas a grown dog goes window, must break window, yeah. open window, must get out of room. Preserve life. That gotcha. dog will run for its life. So And really with a smelty coming and, and then long gone. before we did, yeah. And then downstairs and out the lobby waiting you on know? the owner yeah. like, well, I hope his ass wake up because I wasn't waking him up. Bob Ben Barker try to wake you up. Hey, Roger, Roger. Oh, man, you yeah, it's just a, I, I got so many questions to ask him because it's like, well, do you want her to break up with you? Like I said, I think women are a lot more sensitive to life because they give life. You feel me? So, you know, you, you, you're not going to see a mass shooter because they get they give life. So, you know, most of these dudes, you look them up, you know, they're one of two things. Either early 20s, meaning they got no hope. White guy typically got no hope for life. I'm not dating anybody. There's no reason for me to live. Da, 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 da. Or they're 40 like the uh, bomber. But you say to yourself, you know, there'll never be a 40-year-old woman not going to shoot up. Now, she's probably a mother. She's probably giving life. So taking life is very much some us shit or not caring even that yes. someone died or something died because we're not. We're talking about animals. But, yeah, it's like 
Why would you even ask her some shit like that, bro? You you want her to leave you? Yeah, well, no, that, again, Betty White. Because that's I don't ask hypotheticals. Hey, would you? Well, Shakespeare. You kind of would ask your girl, which I feel like women give real life hypotheticals. Like I, I I used to have a girl that she would, you know, uh, Tiffany. Say we bumped into a girl she know out in public or whatever. Da da da. da. Two days later, you could count on it. It was like you could set your clock to it. So I didn't know you know Tiffany. Oh yeah, we you know, I knew her through Mike. You know Mike's cousin's brother's uncle's sister. Ten minutes later, would you uh would you fuck Tiffany? What? <laughs> <laughs> then at a point you go, you want me to tell you what you want to hear or a real answer to that question? That's where you get in trouble. That right there is where you get in trouble. Well, you they, the they can only ask you a real life hypothetical so many times before you answer the question. Accidentally real or just you know, you go to her, you know, cousin's, you know, birthday party, and well, I know you and my cousin, y'all got, you know, y'all be making little jokes and stuff, and you can count on it. Ten minutes, like, yeah, your cousin cool. She is. <laughs> She cool. I see you. Kind of runs in your family. Y'all kind of got the same vibe. You feel me? Oh, you think you're prettier than me? Is that what this is? Later on. Let me ask you something. My cousin. Would you fuck her? <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah. No, that's pretty. Because you wouldn't say that as a dude. I don't feel like we're too insecure to even consider that possibility. We've considered it and we know the answer. Yeah. And I remember one time we were watching something on TV. There was a guy stripper, kind of like a bulge. And like, my wife reacted to it. Ooh. <laughs> you, you think he got a like, his is bigger than mine? Like, you think? <laughs> no, no, honey. Yours is cute. I'm just saying. His is nice. cute. Cute. Like, cute. Cute. When inside the room and play Xbox on Epic. Yeah, man. That's, so, yeah, I'm really wondering where he's coming from asking this. He must have been bored, but it definitely. Girl and anyway. his girl. Yeah. Hypotheticals. It's like, are you smoking weed? They must have been. Maybe it was a long car drive and he was just trying And then, to like make- I said, the two items aren't even comparable. It's like you comparing life to a book, bro. Are you Shakespeare's son or something? What is your infatuation with Shakespeare? Depending on what the age dog is, like I said before, I probably would just leave the books and get the dog. I'd probably do the same thing. He's mad at her that she chose the dog over Shakespeare. Yeah, that was just a weird argument. Question. Ma'am, I hope you left him based upon his question. That's probably the guy who peed in the car. Sounds like the same guy. You, you, you. Yeah. Shakespeare? So what what did he even want advice on? He wanted to know if that was a crazy question. Yeah, yeah what the opinion was like why was why was she wrong? so mad? Right, or? is he wrong for being mad at her for picking uh Shakespeare? I mean the dog over Shakespeare. Oh, he's mad at her. See, I thought she got mad at him. No, he's mad at her. And he <laughs> wants to know if it's okay for him to be upset. Well, yeah, see, we need more information, bro. Are you like a literature major? What is your obsession with Shakespeare? Let me give you this. Hell, take the dog and name it Shakespeare. What the fuck? Let me give you a midsummer night's dream. Let me give you the last part of this. Um, The same guy now. Um, My girlfriend loves animals, especially her poodle, and is a diehard vegetarian. Same guy? Yeah, same guy. 
I am, on the other hand, obsessed with Shakespeare and rather neutral towards animals. What's the best way for us to defuse this situation? I think she needs to dump him and go uh, go get herself somebody else who likes puppies. This guy keeps talking about dogs. It's making me wonder, is this Michael Vick? Who the fuck is this? He don't this? like dogs. Maybe it is. Who is this? He don't like dogs. I wish we had another example because it feels wrong to throw Michael Vick under the bus about dogs because it was almost 15, 20 years ago. That's all he's got. He went to prison. He came back out. Had an MVP season. he went to prison for that. It's I crazy. He really did not... Well, you got to understand how much Betty White loves dogs. And hates Michael Vick. And, and hates Negroes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's somewhere between the two of those. But just wow. like when we were talking about that mental illness, mm-hmm. bet if he was white, we could have just, he could have slammed his head against the computer a few times <laughs> and people would have went, he's got a mental illness, so, bro. Hey, let's start a GoFundMe. He's going to need money for right. therapy. Right, and all of a sudden he becomes the victim. But yeah, I'm sick of this guy asking about dogs. No, well, he he's just uh, he likes Shakespeare, not dogs. So obviously he would pick the Shakespeare over the dog. And they they really can you imagine like this guy is that? weird. No, he's definitely white. Maybe I'm white. judging you, buddy. I'm sorry, you're weird. Yeah, your girlfriend's gonna leave you if you don't put the books down and pick up a puppy. Yeah, ma'am, run. I don't know. And and you know a lot of the women in Shakespeare don't they die? Romeo and Juliet. Every time. Don't they commit suicide Tragedy. together? Tragedy death. And people, you know, that's supposed to be some type of fucking love story. These two motherfuckers killed themselves together. That's right. It's tragic that it's. I never liked it. I wasn't in chase back. Yeah, it's a little crazy. It was a little crazy that movie, you know, and oh, the God. whole nine. Did you ever do the school play Romeo and Juliet? I feel like every school. Nah, did they, it. they made us watch it. I was Mercutio in one, <laughs> which I feel like if I ever blow up, that tape is gonna surface. Somebody's parent has that tape of me. What that Romeo? You remember your lines? Can I get nah. one? Come on, give me one. Oh, look, at ah, me. Yeah. Oh, look at them on your phone. You, were, you remember the vibes of it, but you don't really remember. Where are thou, Romeo? All right. All right. That was pretty good. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> the kind of shit you remember. Give you it know? to me with feeling now. Give me, give me like, concern. Because like, where you're looking for Romeo. Give me, give me. Where are thou, Romeo? Has he not <laughs> slipped off? Oh. Romeo borrowed my Dior belt. <laughs> not to bring it back in. Yeah. All right. So we'll get, let's get let's get one more in. And we'll wrap it up here. Um, this one's a good one. This was a doozy. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one is about the guy who ghosted his girlfriend of three years by leaving the country, and a decade later, he discovered that the same girlfriend had become his new boss. Yeah. Say that first part again. He leaves the country. He ghosted his girlfriend of three years by leaving the country. Wow. And ten years later, See, now that's he ghosted. discovered the same girlfriend became his new boss. How fucked is that? In a different country? I don't know if he was still in a different country or whatever. All I know is that you... you so she's she's followed him, basically. Well, that or he accidentally found her. You know, you imagine well, yeah, this is confusing because I don't understand... Did she come back to that same country? Is that where they're from? Let's read the letter and find out. Oh, okay. All, we got more. Said, yeah, all it says was that he, she found out he, she came to boss. Here, here's it goes. I've been an expat since graduating and have been moving a lot. More than a decade ago when I was still young, I was in a relationship with a woman in a country where we both lived. She wanted to settle down, but I was not ready to commit. We clearly had different expectations from the relationship. I did not know what to do, and well... I ghosted her 
Over the Christmas break, while she was visiting her family, I simply moved out and left the country. I took advantage of the fact that I accepted a job. <laughs> Because he know this shit foul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she moved, he was like, packed the bag. Um, I took advantage of the fact that I accepted a job in another country and did not tell her about it. I simply wanted to avoid being untangled in a breakup drama. Um, she was rather emotional and became obsessed with the relationship, tracking me down. Oh, shit, you were right. Tracking me down, even causing barrier scenes with my parents and friends. Mm. Anyhow, fast forward to now. I now work as a math teacher in an international school. I've been in other relationships since. So Sylvia, is she's sort of a forgotten history. Sadly, till now. This week, I learned that our fantastic school director, director suddenly resigned due to a serious family situation and had to move back home. The school had to replace her. We are getting a new director. I read the bio of the new boss and Googled her and was shocked to discover it was my ex. <laughs> we have not been in touch and do not have any mutual friends anymore. I am not a big fan of social media and had no idea what she had been up to since the unpleasant situation mm-hmm. a long time ago. You can run, but you can't hide, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what his ass gets for not being a fucking man and just telling that poor woman. And, you know, eh, women, women need closure like they do. They need clothes. That is why a woman will kind of try to hang around even after the breakup. And she could have broke up with you, but she'll call every now and then because I need to know, do he got a new bitch? Is he fucking that one girl I thought he was messing with at work? You know what I mean? That's what you got over there? They want to see where it's me, myself, and most men. We we don't need closure. We're into avoidance. If we yes, can, it's like, why Why have that conversation? What is the worst way a girl has ever broken up with you? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Christ. I remember one of my exes in college, I don't think she liked me. Like She liked the fact that I was cute. I was naive because she was like my first. Like first, like when I was a virgin, she was my first. So I maybe thought I was cute for a while, but then like she got tired of me because I didn't know shit and I wasn't like. Yeah, you didn't know how I to really so do the game. She broke up with me and I said, okay, well, why? What did I do? And she's like, well, you didn't take me to church. I would have rather her just ghost me to tell me I didn't go to church. <laughs> we didn't sit down and read Bible. We didn't read Bible scriptures. I'd have, I'd have Don't lie to me her. about it. And what is God? Another man. You think I'm taking you to another man's house every Sunday? And paying money for it too? You got me messed up. If you want to be with God, just say you want to be with him. I mean, it's not tragic, but it was bad because then I found out she'd been seeing somebody else like before. She just felt oh, bad. She, oh. she didn't want to hurt my feelings and tell me she didn't want to break up. See, the so deeper like, conversation yeah. here is, and we're not going to go this deep. People like to act like relationships are clean, meaning like like there's a start date and an end date, but it's really not. They wind up overlapping and yeah, you know, so a lot of times, what did uh, Kanye say? Love is cursed by monogamy. That's something the pastor can't preach. That's something the teacher can't teach. It really is, though, especially in the uh, Western world, you know, Eastern world. I remember Andre Karolinko, yeah, former NBA player, his wife. Told, pretty much said like and I mean she's you know he was Russian so she's like a Russian tall blonde model and she goes yeah I give him a hall pass and people are like well what's a hall pass 
once a year he can sleep with another woman. Wow. And of course, the black community. Absolutely the fuck not. And then when you start looking up our marriage rates, you go, well, it seemed like a lot of y'all in some poly relationships anyway, knowingly and unknowingly. So the black community may want to start taking a look at some hall passes because that's all a side bitch is Will, anyway, Will or side dude. Will Chamberlain was poly. Uh, Future is poly. They'll never admit it. Yeah, well, superstars always feel like their sex life isn't regular, but it's like, nah, the dude that works for the MTA also. <laughs> but we don't like to acknowledge it. Now, obviously, we're laughing and joking, but then when you flip the script and you make it a woman, that's when we get tight. I know for myself, I've had women say to me, you you know, if, if I could sleep with her, and I go, absolutely the hell not. <laughs> like when a woman says, you want to have a threesome? Of course, you're enthusiastic. Hell yeah. Call your cousin, the one you was just hanging out with. And it's like, oh, no, no, not my male cousin. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, see, now it's different. So we always got to consider. But anyway. He's got to quit the job, right? This is hilarious because, like I said, I think it's just the difference between men and women. Women need closure. Women need a reason, which is a man. I'm not asking the reason. The reason might be because you dip little. And it's like, well, that was something I didn't need to hear. So what what if you're that guy? So this is what he gets for being a coward. And like I said, you can run, but you can't hide. And I think this all comes back to how hard it is to break up with a woman. So you're telling me you think he should stay in the job and suffer, like, get terrible? Oh, no, he's about to get punished. He, like, uh, teach the, I the think behavior of, of the kid, the class with all the kids with the bad behavior. I, I think class? of Carmelo Anthony when he, um, when he came to New York as a player, Mike D'Antoni was his coach. Right. They say he got Mike D'Antoni fired. He wasn't his coach for long, right? Yeah. Later in his career, he goes to Houston and Mike D'Antoni's the coach. He's playing pretty well. I'm going to say he's averaging like 13 points a game. Uh-huh. Somewhere around Veterans Day, which is like 10, 15 games into the season, Mike D'Antoni just sends him home. He's out of the league for a year and a half. I remember that. And then shows back up in Portland, and he's obviously playing pretty well in Portland. But he was out the league for a year and a half because he broke up with Mike D'Antoni on the Knicks. Basically, this is him getting back together with him in Houston. That's this guy working for her. Nigga, you are signing up for punishment. Do not work for this woman. I don't know what your money situation is. You like moving on her. She going to make you move again. She probably going to transfer your ass since you, since you like moving Mr. Move. <laughs> She's gonna make you teach at Joe Clark's. But let's not Joe let Clark. him off the hook for how much of a bitch move that, that was is. A bitch move. You can't he didn't even say goodbye, leave her no just Yeah, you gotta like and then now I'm wondering well, were there some signs? What was it? Maybe he was just bored and didn't know how to end the relationship. No, I've and I'm saying that to say I've been here. He just that my my last few relationships basically i moved on and i think about that sometime but like what's up bitch <laughs> and i mean you know me and a girl we weren't in a serious serious thing when i was in indianapolis but long story short my brother passed from cancer me and her kind of 
she kind of quit calling, but then like she would again, women needing closure, she would check on me all the time. And like, I wouldn't say all the time. I'd say like once a week or so. And I never really asked, like, is it over? I just kind of started messing with other chicks. And then I just moved. I moved to Buffalo. Then I had a girl in Buffalo. Long story short, she had a few kids. So I was like, not trying to be stepdad. Then I moved to New York. We got kind of close. We still talk. And then I moved to New York. And then, yeah, so I've been here. So that girl from Indianapolis never found you. She might still be out there. (laughs) Well, she's not looking for me. We have mutual friends. She knows where I am. But I'm just saying of like, it's very. And then I'll go before her, the girlfriend I had for like, Two or two, three years anyway. I tried to break up with her three times. And I remember my father saying to me at some point, Boy, how in the hell you try to break up with somebody? And I'd tell him, like, well, she start crying. Like it just would get weird to where I felt bad. So I'm saying, part of this may be how hard it is to really look a woman in her face and her eyes and say, yeah. It's over. I can't. Especially when there's no real reason other than. And see, yeah, because I think they're going to go, well, why? And, and then when like, you. Well, it's a job. I it's home. hard to say. Like, give her a chance to be like, I want to go with you. It's hard yeah. to say. Like, it's hard to tell a woman, like, sometimes it's not you, it's me, and I just want to sleep with other women. Is that okay? <laughs> Maybe it's better to let her get her anger out of you and just take it, and then, then you can move on. Instead of finding out, I mean, it could go both ways because he could have told her that broke up, and then she still would end up being his boss. That shit, that shit, really foul though. Yeah, that was because you got to think about the holiday time and like you're away and like. But she went and found his ass too. How about that? Isn't that crazy? Well, that's the part I think they're leaving out. I think they're from the same place originally. No, he was an expat, expat living in her country. He was in her country, mm-hmm. so he's American living in her country. Or as expat went, British. Went, he said she went back to be with her parents, so. Because I felt like they were from the same place originally, and then they wound up elsewhere meeting, and then he went back to yeah, where he yeah. was from, and yeah, then she came later yeah. back to where yeah. they both were from, and now she winds up working for him. So, yeah, don't be Carmelo Anthony. Do not sign with Mike D'Antoni, a coach you fired. And think it's going to go well. You're going to be out the league for a year and a half, buddy. Meaning it's better to quit a job than to get fired. And then two is she going to sprinkle some extra sauce on your firing. Meaning she going to try to make sure you never get hired again. Put it on the news. And, about he wasn't shitting bad. And listen, I, I'm going to take the lady side on this one and go with the fact that you deserve oh, it. What a stop, stop, stop. What a bitch. Then too, this shit he ain't even explaining. Hold on. Let me finish. Is the lease up? He ain't even explaining if the lease is up. Did you leave her half the rest of the lease? Go too deep, what are you doing, fam? You are taking the lady's side on this? What up? Oh what up? What bitch? Today is May the 5th, Wednesday, May the 5th, the year of 2021, our Lord. And Phil Hunt has taken the woman's side on the You issue. couldn't face that woman like a man and tell her it's over? He left around Christmas, too. That's, that's, that's even yeah, shit. Yeah, holiday time. She probably came back with a gift yeah. for your lazy ass. Can you imagine and, when you, and you was out? Can you imagine when he left, he took out all the decorations and shit? Like, <laughs> he's taking, he's fucking reached out, packed it up, took the present 
Unwrapped it, put it on the table, you know? Well, we don't what? know what country they in. They might not even celebrate, but just foul, like on a new year, new me type shit. I just can't believe that Phil took a woman's side on this. Hey, man, when they write, they write. They be wrong a lot, though. But on that note, uh, this has been, but I don't know, though. I don't know, though. I am your co-host, Avery Mason. I'm here with Mr. Phil Hunt. Uh, You can find me at I am Phil Hunt on social media. Go there. Tell me what you think about my tangents and rants. There you go. And he stood up for women today. And uh, um, Avery Mason official on Instagram. Don't be a bitch, guys. That lady will find you. They're good at those kinds of things. Just face that woman. It's hard. but The Avery Mason on Twitter. And uh, don't run on your woman. Otherwise, she might be your boss and you'll get D'Antoni. It's going to be ugly, bro. It's going to be ugly. Man, what you doing after this, man? I don't know. All right, we'll talk. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for support. Go on, like, share, subscribe. Please come on our page. Leave us a voicemail. We'll respond. We'll shout you out. And we're going to see you on the next episode. Y'all have a good one.